Personally, that's one of the worst VV feelings ever. And I had to do that once or twice and I don't want to do it again. What's up everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the VV Vantage Podcast. Today we'll show you two tricks to test the demand of your favorite collectibles in case you want to stack more of them, when to listen to and when not to listen to influencers and whales, even if they have good intentions, and how not to get stuck with expensive items during a bear market because it can be very painful. Let's get to it. If you're buying every new shiny thing that pops up on the market, you're setting yourself up to be illiquid and that's not a good feeling so you know again being selective with the drops that you're going for and, and being very intentional with the gems and if you don't have the gems see it see what you have in your portfolio and just be willing to bite the bullet let those things go get some gems and move those funds into collectibles or comics that you really feel strongly about and again that could change with the next drop, right? Like mm -hmm. maybe you, maybe yeah. if you're a Wolverine fan, like a mega Wolverine fan, and next week Wolverine drops and you're not the biggest Disney fan, maybe you end up selling like your Steamboat Willies or your Waltz or whatever. And maybe you bought it, maybe you bought Steamboat Willie at 3,000, Walt at 10,000, and the floors are way lower today. Well, maybe the addition sizes for this new Wolverine collectible are super low but you know you sell those other collectibles that you aren't you don't feel as strongly about you can move those gems into the new collectible not to say not to say that it's the new shiny thing and that you should always do that right but mm -hmm. it depends on how how you feel about it how popular it is, how many additions there are and do you have an affinity for it do you really genuinely like it or do you just want to pursue it because you think other people are going to want to buy it and then you can flip it right so yeah you gotta be very calculated and think about these things in a, in advance before you start selling off your older collectibles. But you, there's a lot of ways to be mobile in the market if you are willing to let go of some older collectibles, regain some gems, so you don't have to add fiat all the time. Mm -hmm. But just be careful because at some point you could run out of gems, especially if you put them into more expensive pieces. Right? I, yeah. I've done that. I've done that. I've been stuck with very expensive pieces <clears throat> in my collection and I, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't go for that's the worst thing. Like that was, that's one of the worst feelings ever because you're stuck with that expensive items. And then when you see, when you spot an opportunity and you have to list it to get gems, that period of waiting for that item to sell. And then you see like undercutters and you have to undercut yourself. I, I would say personally, that's one of the worst VV feelings ever. And I had to do that once or twice and I don't want to do it again. It's like, it's one feeling of, oh, I am taking a loss on this. I feel terrible myself, but also there's guys or oh, well, there's other people who are listing their collectibles for, for lower than what I, what I'm, I'm listing for. And then now I have to list it lower. So I'm losing and losing, and losing. So there's like this battle to the bottom, which is not helpful at all. I absolutely hate that. And sometimes like it might take you two days, three days to sell the expensive items, especially if it's expensive. And by the time you get those gems from that sale, that opportunity probably vanished already. Like somebody else m must have gotten that one particular collectible or multiple of them if you want to stack them, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's, it's a bad feeling. It's a bad feeling. And the only way you, you learn that is with experience. So if you're experimenting in this market, you're, you're already at a huge advantage 
as new people get onboarded. Yeah. It, it, there's, there's no substitute for experience, just like life, right? People could tell you exactly what to do, like give you a formula for success, whatever success may mean for, for you, right? Mm-hmm. But they could give you a formula for success in, in whatever capacity, in whatever field. But until you suffer a little bit, until you pay your tuition in different ways, you're not going to willingly do that more often than not. So this is, in my opinion, a, a blessing in disguise where we can experiment mm-hmm. and not pay a massive price in, in many different ways, right? It, yeah. Floors are already lower than what we're, we'd like to see, but it's kind of like training for us. We're being trained. We're training ourselves. If you're, if you're, if you're experimenting enough and listening and, and playing around and, and paying attention to the market, right. And asking and, and, and collaborating with other people in spaces, maybe listening to this podcast, maybe, maybe listening to other YouTubers who know what they're talking about mm-hmm. and they're not popping their own bags and things like that. Right. But being cautious, informing yourself and playing around in the market, this, this is the best time to do it. I do agree. I think that this bear market make me depressed when it first happened. But now as you know, it's been a year, us two and our friends in the Discord group, I think that many of us have started spotting our own opportunity, whether it's going to be like short term or long term. And it's one thing to have the gut to sell at, at a loss, but it's also very exciting to not have hundreds of thousands of accounts going for the same drop. And it does feel pretty good to target one or two collectibles that for whatever reason in a bear market, you see that as an opportunity and nobody else want to go for it because everybody feels terrible because it is a bear market and a lot of the users lose faith in VV. Yeah, like you are accumulating. I started looking at this one collectible that I want to DCA, maybe get one a week or one every two weeks. And I feel pretty good about that. And I'm glad that I'm able to do it in a bear market. And, and also to further expand your point, you mentioned a little bit about like having that expensive item and get locked to it essentially, because if you try to sell in a, in a bear market, you're going to have a very hard time. It also like sometimes when you listen to a person, an, an influencer, a whale, they may have really good intention for you to guide you to get a good collectible. But the thing is, you have different budget, you have different liquidity. Let's just say you are a whale, right? This is an example. Let's just say you tell me to buy. Oh, let's just say you tell me, hey, Will, if you have a thousand, go buy a Todd Batman. And also, and I want to emphasize that this is an example. I would go buy that one Todd Batman. I believe you. And I think Todd is a really good investment. I only have a thousand. I spend one thousand on on the Todd. If things go south, you might because you are aware already you have that liquidity to absorb that loss i don't that 1000 gems is is all that i have and again if things go south you can easily take a loss of you know 200 gems 300 gems and move to a different position because you have a lot of gems available but for me since i only have a thousand and i lose you know two two to three hundred gems trying to sell that thought at a loss i basically lost 20% 20% or 30% of my VV net worth. And for you as a whale, that 200 to 300 gems would probably be like 
pocket change for you, right? Like probably be like maybe less than 5% of your VV net worth. So, you know, listening to people is one thing, but also understand that even though some people will have good intention, you guys have different budgets. You guys have different risk tolerance. You guys have like you lose 200 gems for you is, is huge. But for some people, it's nothing and they can easily make a different move. They can easily take a loss and it's nothing to them. Exactly. Exactly. It's all, I, I shouldn't say it's all about Yeah, something that you definitely need to consider at all times is how your collection is balanced. Mm -hmm. right? You have 50% or more in one collectible. You have like, or is it 25% in one collectible and the other 75% is evenly spread out across a whole bunch of other ones or, you know, it's, it's what you're comfortable with, but also keeping in mind that if things do go south and you want to reposition yourself, you want to reposition your 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 holdings, then you've got to keep in mind what is liquid, what's yeah. popular so that you can sell it quickly without taking a massive loss and be ready, ready to move those gems into something else. So what may, may be another thing, another element is how many of your collectibles are actually liquid? And one way that I was just talking this kind of strategy with a friend just today, actually, is you can test how liquid a floor is by maybe listing about 5% or even 10% under floor with the smaller priced items. Because yeah, yeah. if the floor is like 50 gems, if you list if you list something for forty five gems, maybe check and see, maybe test that out and see how long it takes for that item to sell, right? And if it takes an entire day, chances are in a bear market, it's not a liquid piece. Yeah, right. And and also if if you think about it, that's one way to know if what you have is good because yeah. if it sells quickly within a day or maybe within an hour some items then you know there is a very strong demand for it because people is checking the floor all the time right i bet you like most people don't even look at decon collectibles but if you were to list a tot a tot right now is like 850 if you were to list it at 810 or 815 gems it's gonna sell within half an hour that's my guess but then if you if you were to list like some random decon item that's gonna take days or even you probably gonna get delisted after a month or something like that and that's one that's one great way to test if you make the right decision obviously like don't try to go list your tart at like five ten percent below floor because tart is a very liquid collectible but that's one strategy to think about or maybe to just observe the market if you like if you go to the market now you don't have to list your tart, but you can see, okay, this guy lists his tart at 820 this morning. We all saw like our friends talk about that tart that were listed for 820 this morning. It's sold within an hour. So we all know, okay, tart is a very liquid piece. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I think, honestly, that's probably one of the best things I've learned to this very day, how to assess if something is liquid, see it is maybe listed for 5% under floor and see how long it takes. If it takes more than half an hour, half an hour to an hour chances are it's not a liquid piece mm -hmm. so that is probably best advice that i could see like in terms of assigning a percentage of your collection to yeah. one one specific collectible if it's if you want to use it as your stack to to get liquidity when you need it most mm -hmm. i would probably use that as a as an approach list it 
you know, and make sure that it's, it's not too expensive in terms of fees or the floor is low enough. That's not going to... Or just watch it, right? Or just follow like the number of listing and how long the floor sells for. You could do that. My, my friend and I actually tested it out where we sold our own pieces. And just because we wanted to see for ourselves how high the demand was. And it turns out, like, fortunately for us, what we were thinking about with this one collectible is that it's extremely liquid like within oh, okay. five, within five minutes it would wow. sell as soon as we list five percent under floor like like that so we know that we are eyeing something that is a good choice in mm-hmm. even in this bear market so yeah and, and you definitely need to consider it yeah that is a really good tip that I haven't really thought about, but now when I think about it, that's pretty powerful, especially, yeah, especially if you are about to build a good position for it. This is, you know, just listing one piece. Like, let's just say, disclaimer, I, I don't have any variant of Darth Vader, so I'm not pumping anything. But like, if you want to stack the common variant of Darth Vader, right, just either follow the floor or if you have one or two pieces at like 80 gems, list it at 76 gems and see how fast it sells, right? And then if you notice, okay, this is a very liquid piece, there's a strong demand for it, although it came out, I don't know, like last July or last May, over six months ago. If it came out a long time ago and it sells quickly and it's a very liquid piece, then those are really good indicators that this is a good collectible to stack because the, the demand is there. Maybe this is something that you have evidence to start, you know, putting your capitals in, right? Yeah, to be your your liquid ATM machine, right? Your your yeah ATM ATM machine, your liquid piece, your liquid stack, however you'd like to phrase it. It yeah. helps a lot. It, it, that's it, what that's what Silicon Secure did throughout like. 2021 2022 even because at one point he had like 70 something or way even more than that of of Todd batman and that's what he mentioned like he i taught and the common spider-man fa's are his two atm machines yeah so good points that is it you guys thank you so much for tuning in we hope you have enjoyed the episode today let us know what you think uh, in the comment section below leave us a review or rating tweet at us on twitter we really appreciate it we hope to see you again next time peace